Everybody dance now. Thank you, Renee. I appreciate that. That's okay. We've got our song in full, although you know, I was kind of hoping Ken would also start singing. But... <laughs> or what? I'm not even paying attention. Dude, you got to get your CNC music factory on, man. Oh, no, that's all right. We can leave that in the, in the 90s. Player 2 Pixelcast episode 125. Nice little number. We're like a quarter of the way to like 500, which I guess would be something to celebrate, assuming we are not all old and gray and dead right now. Um, anyway, yes, my name is Tim Henderson. I am your host again for this, this new year, which for me started off with the ground shaking. And I am joined by two lovely people joining me on this unusual for us Saturday night, actually quite late at evening. Um, Renee, thank you very much for staying awake. That's okay. It, as long as it's not every Saturday, I'll be okay. <laughs> actually, could, it could also be earlier on a Saturday. Actually, I was just assuming that... What it, anyway, whatever. This is completely relevant to everybody listening. Ken, you're also here. Yes, I am. Hello. Oh, and and it's like like apparently like super humid or something in Australia, which would be super nice because fuck me, cold wind. Oh, I think uh, Sydney reached one hundred percent humidity the other day. Oh, wow. Oh man, the world is doomed. <laughs> like yeah, but like yeah, the world is doomed. like the last time I was home for Christmas was it's actually twenty nineteen. You know, like you know there wasn't a pandemic yet, which is nice, but it was also stupid hot. Everything was on fire. Oh, yep, 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 um, that was but, the you know, it was a very dry heat. It was apocalyptic, but at least I wasn't sweating as much. Or I probably yeah. was, but the sweat was actually working and able to dissipate it. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, um, it's, I think Sydney Sydney had 100 and or was 99%, and then I think Queensland was in the high 80s. It's just, you would it, expect it, Queensland to be kind of humid? Like, it's the Sydney thing that is, like, really, like, making my mind just go... Yeah, um, they were like, we're going to have a El Nino type summer, which means hot, very hot, very dry, and it's ended yeah, it's up been being hot and wet. Uh, not least... as hot, but wet. That's still pretty terrible. I guess at least not everything's on fire. Um, I'm glad. You know, I should wish client scientists were wrong a lot more because then the world wouldn't be ending. But um, anyway, while it is, you know, not ending, it's just like, you know, mostly ending. But not At least we back. have video games. At least we have, exactly. Thank you, Renee. At <laughs> least we have video games. And um, in video games, you can apparently flip houses if you're, I don't know, I'm not rich enough to do that. Renee, tell me about House Flipper 2. Because I, I did not look this up and I can imagine two different, this game is either about buying a house, doing it up nicely and then selling it. Or it's kind of like an enhanced sequel to that Japanese... I should know this, other than Japan. Like, table flipper game from the arcades from, like, a decade ago. Is that just a game where you flip tables? Yeah. Yep. Like, you literally just... Okay. (laughs) Oh, you need to look... I mean, once you have a bit of time, you need to go look at it. It is amazing. And I'm kind of hoping this is what House Flipper actually is. (laughs) No, I'm afraid it's not. I'm afraid you had the first one. It was the first one. It's Roadshow offshoot. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, but um, yeah, no, I do enjoy House Flipper. But I will tell you that it doesn't mean that it doesn't have any personality. All right. Um, 
I was doing a house. So generally what happens in house flippers are obviously you don't have the money to flip houses straight away. So what it does is it says, here are some jobs, you know, go do some menial tasks for other people because they don't want to do it and they'll pay you. See if anybody wants to pay you to remove some shadow from on Photoshop for them or something like that. <laughs> this is specifically to do with houses, not Photoshop. Um, but in the first one, there was some really, really weird uh, stories that were behind the uh, the jobs. I, I actually wrote an article on Kotaku about it because I was a bit concerned because there was one that sounded like a guy was – he was moving his mother-in-law into a bunker, essentially what was going to be a survival bunker. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he wanted it decorated to his liking – and he was just like, oh, because she's not going to be there for long anyway. And I'm like, is he planning to kill her? Like, what? <laughs> what am oh, I? Like the best case scenario I can imagine is that she's terminally ill. Well, okay. So the best case scenario is she goes down there and just goes, no, sod this. I'm out. Right, um, that is a better which, case. But like the, the, yeah, the, with- the framing sounds kind of like... Yeah, no, but the way the way that it was worded was like, she's not going to be here for long anyway. And it was just like, uh, am I aiding a killer? Am I going to be complicit in this somehow? And there was another one that, like, the guy was, like, um, in the gardening DLC who was like, I've, um, my wife is overseas and I hate the garden. Can you rip up all her flowers and put in stuff that I want? And it's just like, dude, dude, is, I mean, do you want a divorce? That That's just being a dick, though. At least that's, like, not murder, like. Yeah, at least it's not murder. But yeah, so, so some of them I was just like, I'm not sure I want to help out here. But, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm just the house flipper person. I don't, what my opinion has, doesn't matter. Anyway, much less terrifying in the second one. Um, but some of the jobs, like, for example, you need to, there's a guy who plays D&D and he has um, a girlfriend that's going to move in and he wants you to make the place presentable for the girlfriend. So, but he writes, I feel like, like, I'm referring to somebody who only some of our listeners will be aware of, but I feel like somebody like Nathan Cox would be like hugely offended by this game. (laughs) He's probably sitting there going, what do you think? You think that I don't keep my house presentable? Oh, I think it just said he hadn't really seen a point to it because he had lived alone. So I don't know if they did the D&D sessions at his house or not. I, don't, I, I keep I keep stuff clean just because I find it annoying if it's not. But yeah, oh, well, that's you know it's it depends on the to person. Do showing other people, I guess. But yeah, All right. yeah. Okay. But he was like he he wanted everything like kind of changed, so he's like. Or is it like a decor you know, thing? It's like oh, maybe all these goblets should be replaced with normal glasses. It's both. So right. essentially, he had like a pool table in the basement, which I had to clean up. If I remember correctly, I had to clean it up, and I had to remove all the old. Um, anime posters and put up like paint the walls and stuff because it was just bare brick it so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a really offensive sort of thing but the the way the guy wrote it was like he was a D in a D campaign which was kind of amusing um and that's the thing like every job that you take on you generally will learn the person's circumstances so another person asks for their their roommate moved out and they were essentially like he just I I woke up one morning and he had gone to Japan. Um 
cool. And, right. Yep. <laughs> yep, because he wanted to go and be with other people like him. Um, okay, he may have a, been... I'll just put it out that's a deluded move, unless the people like you are other <laughs> deluded people who also moved to Japan, and you've got this weird share house somewhere, like, in the outskirts of Gifu Prefecture. Well, he only wrote a letter, so it was obviously before he had gone over there, and the roommate was just like, I'm glad to get rid of him, because he was a slob, he would just hang out in his... He didn't work, he didn't really do anything, he was... Oh, cool. Now, well, now he can eat everything from convenience stores, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's... Look, I'm surprised he wasn't in the basement, if I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised he wasn't in the basement um, of his mother's house. So at least that's a, that's a, that's a benefit. But yeah, um, another person, uh, she wanted a place to do yoga in one of her holiday houses. And so she was asking my character to move furniture around and stuff like that. So but the actual how does this story... Actually, like, yeah, how does it mechanically work? Is it kind of like... The Sims meets City Builder, or so you go. Well, generally, if you're there's actually oh, there's a couple of different modes. There's a sandbox mode, which means you don't have to worry about money or yes, anything like that. But in the house. normal, yeah, in the normal mode, um, essentially you start off doing the jobs to get the money, so that you can then buy houses, and then you can flip them and sell them for a profit. There's also an assembly mode where you can build furniture and in doing that, get discounts on furniture you need to buy for your houses or for any jobs that you do in the future. Um, how I found like, that how directly involved in this? Is it like a first person thing where you actually like paint? It's a first person thing where you actually so paint walls, like you the wall lay the, the wall paper, walls. You're actually like doing the labor. No, no, you have to, you have to, right, you have to buy cool. the paint can, put the roller in the paint and paint the wall. Oh my god, is there a And then as it runs out, and then virtual, redo it. Is there a virtual reality version of this? Because it sounds like it would kind of be amazing. Yeah, they're bringing out a rea- uh, virtual reality version. They're working on it. All right. Question answered. Yep. But it's like things like you can remove walls. So you can destroy the wall. You can build new walls. You can build half walls. That's new to House Flipper 2. So if you played House Flipper 1, there was no half wall option. It was only a full wall. Um... Something else from the original one is that you couldn't use floor tiles and wall tiles. You had to buy the floor tiles and then find the matching wall tiles if you wanted to match them. Whereas in this one, you can just put them up the wall. You can even put them on the ceiling. So like um, weird things to think of as like upgrades. Like, hey, we made like a half-size polygon, so you can now have half a wall. I mean, it sounds it sounds kind of weird, but then when you think about it, makes sense in like so. For example, in the parents' house, think about or didn't have time for the first time. Yeah, in the parents' house, um, and so (laughs) the funny thing is, the story is you actually go, you you I don't know, you're tired of your job, so you go, I'm going to go home and flip houses back in my hometown, and you move into your parents' half finished renovated house, and there's bright yellow budgerigar wallpaper on one wall, and on the opposite wall is bright yellow zebra wallpaper, and I was like, what the hell is this? Um I was just immediately horrified. So it's like your average like one million dollar property in Sydney at the moment. I just think the the parents and it just have really terrible taste. I just think that I they mean, just it, can't interior design, design at all. Like you make something obviously <laughs> ugly, then it's something that's easy to be between up. Oh, maybe it's just me. I just saw it and I was like, "Ew, I need to fix this at some point." But they had a a staircase, and up the staircase, um, instead of having a banister, they'd had like 
wall partitions.、Mm-hmm. So that's when you would need like a half or a quarter wall rather than a full wall. So that's when that comes into play.、Um, but the story is your the end goal is that you want to renovate the worst house, the ugliest house in the city. Which has become a tourist attraction because somebody took a TikTok or something on there,、right, so, so it ends up getting. This is where it becomes、home. unrealistic because if it's become a tourist attraction, nobody's letting you touch that shit anymore. Yes, essentially, that's what happens: is that they cancel all plans to turn it into a community center because it became popular, and of course, it ends up getting graffiti and everything like that. The um. It's not a council over there. Americans have a different word for it, but they won't touch it.、Um, they won't pony up the funds for it. So eventually, the as your popularity、um, grows, the re- people that you've helped all put their funds together to pay you to actually upgrade it. I love how much of a fairy tale this is. That people, yeah. That you 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 did jobs for them. You did paid jobs for them. They were all so happy with the work that you do that they're then donating to your campaign. Well, they donate in because then their their、um, neighborhood gets a community center, so it'll benefit them in the、okay. end anyway. Oh, they managed to pull some strings together then, I guess. Yeah, but that's when the story ends. Is when you do that. Is when you finally do the ugliest house in the neighborhood. That is that is far more that is far more wholesome than what I was originally imagining. Because I, when you when you started speaking about the first one and like the is he planning to murder or something, I was starting to think it would be kind of a very different direction, kind of amazing if you're like doing up yeah, yeah, something yeah. and like I don't know you just started to find some teeth or something and you're like just do I just gradually learn that there is something deeply deeply wrong with this person. Well, I was renovating a cabin and I went down to the basement to clean it up and there was a. Wall, there was like three quarters of a wall, and there was like one that there was a gap. So I pulled the bookcase out and went behind the gap, and there was all these posters with refrigerators on them, and they were like movies, but the um they were like they had replaced um important words with the word refrigerator, so it was like a shrine to refrigerators. That's cute, and, and funny, I was just significantly like, less disturbing. Yeah, I'm like, what have I stumbled on here? And I just went. You know what? I don't care. I'm going to put the bookcase back, and I'm going to back away slowly. <laughs> But yeah, there's always been weird stuff like that. Like even in the DLC for the first one, I remember there was like a Easter egg hidden somewhere, and I saw it. And I was just like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" Yeah, I kind of like that they put stuff、yeah. like that in there. That, that's kind of. I mean, yeah, it is. A game like that could be not really taken themselves. Yeah, I think they don't take themselves very seriously. To be like, honest, yeah, it sounds like it's for the best as well. Like, I would not be interested at all if you said this is a game where you paint walls and change posters. I mean, you do that too, but you also kind of learn about the person and you see the things that you're putting out. Like a lot of the time, so in the original one, you couldn't unpack things. This one, the people give you things that they want placed, and you can kind of see what their stuff is. For example, everyone has PlayStation Fives in、um, the world of House Flipper. Cool. Yeah, because they all have the blue, the blue、um, game cases. Lucky like, you know, like, like this. I I guess you can actually get those now. Actually, Costco on Christmas Eve, and like they li- like, this was amazing. They literally just had PS fives in their boxes, just stacked up in the middle of the floor. Yeah, this is very different to a year ago. Yeah, it's um, 
it is a fun game. I, I really, it is really just a, the kind of game that when you've had a crap day and you just come home, do the menial tasks and feel better. Yes. Also, yeah, the ability for video games to take shit that you would hate doing in the real world and somehow make it relaxing will never well, cease to fascinate me, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's because in, in House Flipper, when I was doing the, the painting, I don't have to worry about accidentally painting on the roof. I don't have to worry about dripping it all over the floor. Or your arm getting tired, for that matter, I guess. Or my arm getting tired. It just gets done. <laughs> you just paint yeah. one square at a time until it's finished. Same with, with Harvest Moon, I guess, if you go like way back. Yeah. It's like, oh, the cows are milked. Cool. Yeah, trust me, I've tried ripping out a uh, stump out of the ground, and it is not as easy as Animal Crossing makes it out to be. Yeah, it turns out a lot of this stuff is a lot cuter in game form. Anyway, let's get a little bit more... <laughs> well, I don't know if traditional is the right word, but definitely more what we'd associate with um, video games. And, you know, like, you know, shooting at people and shit. Um, Ken? I've been playing The Finals, which is a very odd name for a free-to-play first-person yeah, competitive I'm vaguely, like I feel like I understand what this is and at the same time don't at all understand what this is. It looks like just a kind of a militaristic game show mix first-person shooter, but I don't know. Uh, well, this is from... I, I, you know what? I don't even know who it's from because... It's from Embark Studios. Never heard of them before. <laughs> But who published it? Who Embark Studios it? also published it. So I guess it's technically an indie. Jeff Keighley could have given this game an award. Well, if this is technically a... Oh, no. They're published by Nexon. They're, they're, well, on they're Steam not. it says it's published by Embark Studios. Well, look. If Dave the Diver is considered uh, indie, then the finals is absolutely... Um, has the vibe of an indie, yeah. I guess. After, um, after all that, like, 100% Sea of Stars won that award, by the way, because I think at some point they had to realize it was the only actual indie on their list. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah but, the, uh, I was going to say, uh, what is it? The, the walking simulator. Brain's not working with Norman Reedus. That was also an indie. Death Stranding? Death Stranding. Yes. Yep. That game was great. Anyway, the finals. Yes, we're getting something distracted. <laughs> Sorry. The, final, the finals is a 3v3v3 competitive multiplayer shooter that's all, that's also an extraction shooter. It's a competitive right, so that's extraction shooter. It's all incredibly straightforward so far. That so is it's like what very video games are in the last couple of years. Very, very straightforward. You've got guns. You need to go to a, you have got, you have to go to a point on the map pick up something and bring it back somewhere else. And then like, get that's the hell pretty out of there. Like, that's it. And then get the hell out of there. And in the meantime, people will be chasing you. 3v3v3. Three three three. Um, free to play? So can I, just, I was going to say, can I just ask a quick question? Uh, is everyone after the same goal? Or yes. is it... Okay, so everyone is... So it's competitive. So, so a goal will appear on the map. Everybody runs towards it. Whoever grabs it then goes to another very common shared point on the map, and you then fight over. You fight over. Yeah. Who so gets, it's who not like one person. It's not like one team is de designated it, and then the other yes. two have to f yeah try and stop it. Okay. So because it's got that, it's almost kind of like a, it's got a sports feel to it. It's got this. You, you, effectively, you've got a ball on the field and. You've got a team of three, you go grab it, and you bring it back to goal, right? That's pretty much what the entire, that's the premise of the game. You've got guns, it's free to play, and it's got this whole game show, um, it looks game like show. The Hunger Games meets ballet. It's, it's got a bit of the ba ballet, it's got a bit of Ubisoft's Hyperscape, um, 
feel to it. It's got a bit of Ubisoft's um, X Defiant feel to it. It's colorful. It's meant to be a bit, you know, a bit over the top. You've got guns. You've got abilities. You've got key, you've got all kinds of special um, equipment and uh, equipment and abilities. Right? You've got equipment to do various different things. You've got gas grenades, smoke grenades, pie, um, um, Molotov cocktails. You've got zip lines. You can put up barricades. You can put up walls. Um, there are, th- I, the finals. The name is confusing, but you know because it's got this whole game show sort of. Oh, okay. It's just clicked for me. Yep. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be like everybody's you know battling to reach the finals. You know, like that kind of thing, and and it's got this whole like you're in the semifinals. And whoever wins is like going on to the finals, but you never it's actually go weird, on to the finals. It feels like it's a bad name. It makes it, sense it, if you it, understand what the game is, but the problem is, like, yeah, it, if, it, you if, don't, if you look at it, it's like, huh? it makes zero sense. Yeah. Like, if you if say you to someone, "Oh, I'm it, playing the finals," they'll be like, "The hell is that?" Yeah, absolutely. The final, like, it, so it makes zero sense outside of the context of the game, right? Uh, within the context of the game, it's like, oh, the team, you know, and it, it, you, the a, team is won. They're moving on to it's, competition. It's like almost it. like a uh, in 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 game joke Correct. that only people who've played the game understand the title. Correct. Correct. So therefore, this game, the title makes zero sense. But there are a few things. It's free to play, and I've been having an absolute wonderful time with this. This is surprisingly surprisingly tight um there's a few things i really like about it one sort of the damage model of it is is really quite interesting yeah i heard that people um, are less spongy in this like they can take a few bullets I, I think it's it's got that right level of sponginess where you feel like you're tough enough to survive in a firefight but the enemy is not so tough that you can't take them down. It's got that balance right. It's got that really fine balance between... So it's not Call of Duty, but it's also not Uncharted. Correct. <laughs> it's not Call of Duty, it's not um, Rainbow Six, and it's not Uncharted. It it fits that like really nice sweet spot. Yeah, where I was going to say, it feel... sounds like they've found the right... The right, the right level of gooiness. Yeah. The right level yeah. of, of sponginess and what also helps is your, you have a life bar and your enemy has a life bar and you can actually see their life bar as their life is coming down. So that's you have an immediate. Handy, actually. So you have a gauge of like, okay, no, this is, this fight is turning out bad for me and then you mm. back off, right? It also lets you yeah. understand that, oh, they did just get away. This wasn't some bullshit. And some Correct. Mm. And, but then you're also like, okay, if I'm more accurate, we're both taking a lot of damage, but if I'm just like a touch more accurate, I'm gonna I'll be able with to take... sliver of health and they're going to be dead. Correct. Yeah, so it, it does the risk-reward return really good. Absolutely. So that's one thing. That's one thing it does really well. The mobility is amazing. The mobility is so fun. The oh. game has has so, a lot of verticality. On that, on that note, I'm guessing it actually runs really well on your PC still. Like I was, yes. So the system requirements don't seem that high. No, I've turned it down to medium. It still looks very. It's very colorful. It's very very colorful. Um, and would, it's sorry. Very do you mind bright. if I ask how would you compare it to something like Sunset Overdrive and other? It's less less it's Sunset sun, Overdrive. It, it, it's more like colorful Call of Duty. It's I, I meant Duty like in terms of the mobility edge. and everything. Um, oh. Probably not to the level of sunset. Not to the level mm. of sunset. It's probably more. This is going to be a weird one. More Splatoon. 
Don't know. No, I can't say that. The first person, the first it's... thing that would have come to mind was Titanfall, but... No, it's more mobility than Titanfall. Huh. That's cool. Because you can you can slide and you can run. You you cannot wall run, which is a which is a which is a downside. But there's a lot of jump pads, there's a lot of zip lines, there's a lot of verticality in the game. So there's multiple floors, there's a lot of buildings. So the levels okay. kind of facilitate the verticality more so than player Correct. skill. Well, yes. So you've got buildings, you've got multiple floors, you're running across roofs, you're jumping from one building to another building. The speed, like your standard running speed, is quite clippy, like at a good pace, so you don't feel like you're slow. You can do a bit of vaulting over like windows and le- and hedges and fences. And you don't have a double jump, you don't have a wall run, um, but you're constantly zipping up a zip line or... Um, on a jump pad, bouncing off to another building, um, and there's multiple floors. Um, so that's the second thing that's really good. The third thing, which I absolutely love, is uh, there is a high amount of destructibility in the environment. Walls come down, ceilings come down, floors come down. If you've got a building... And if you take your time, more than likely you can actually destroy the entire building. Yeah, I've got right. the trailers running in the background in Steam at the moment. There seems to be like a lot of like particle cubes like flying all over the place. But this is this is where this is where I like where it clicked for me, right? This is where it clicked for me. You're in a game of you're in a team of three. Uh, every time you die, you just respawn, but you've got a long wait time. You can revive your teammate if you want to. Um, and there's like, you either revive them through your normal revive or some of the classes can pick up like a defibrillator and you can revive them immediately, right? Um, so you're, I want to say that I'm just imagining Ken's teammates running out and doing the objective and Ken's just here shooting the building to see how much of it he can destroy. <laughs> there is a little bit of that because I'm, I'm going to tell you this bit. Like, there's, there's, so what happened? There was this one particular firefight. Um, my teammates were in the building. They ran upstairs. They got themselves killed. And when you get oh, killed, mm. when they, when you get killed, you actually turn into a little like icon, like a little like mm. trophy. Uh, other people, and you can pick up that trophy, bring it to somewhere safe, and revive your teammate. It's like a little like. Does um, it work model. by place? Is it like a bonus point if you like no. kidnap the trophy or something? <laughs> no, no. They're, they're, you can't kidnap other teammates' trophy. You can't touch so your teammates' trophy. So I'm in a building. Two of them got killed. up. One of them got killed upstairs. Their token, for lack of a better word, their token is upstairs. So I'm like, I don't want to go upstairs because there's an enemy up there. So what I did is I took an RPG. I shot the ceiling. And the token came crashing down for the you? The token came down. I picked it up, revived them, and the both of us went back up. Look at that. It's not just about the pretty aesthetics. And I'm like, hey, this is interesting, right? Um, there are three classes, light, medium, heavy. And within the three classes, there's special abilities. The medium has the heal, the, uh, a heal beam. Uh, the heavy has a crash through the wall type of thing. There's another time I did this, right? Another instance. Uh, all, almost all the objectives are physical items within the space. So if you're going to go get the cash box, which is the thing you have to pick up, it's a physical item within the space, within the game. So again, I'm like, I need to extract that. 
I can't reach that space because it's four floors above my head. I'm just going to blow a hole <laughs> so that that item drops down to me. Yeah, I mean, I've still got the trailers running in the background. There is a lot of destruction. You are completely right. This, this game is going to be potentially, I guess, like the play style is going to like evolve a lot as people figure out. It's it's just really interesting because how the maps will and and what I'm doing. I'm really I've played the medium class. Um, I've played the heavy class and I'm really enjoying the heavy class because my heavy class has the special ability is to do a forward charge and that charge takes down both enemies and walls, right? You can, you can just smash through walls. I've also got a sledgehammer, which I can slap, smash walls as small walls as well. And I've got an RPG, which can also smash walls. Um, so when I'm in a team of three, I'm spending a lot of my time, you know, yes, tanking, but also, and also fighting, but also I'm looking at the geometry and the layout of the map. I'm like, that objective is somewhere I cannot reach. Instead of me going to the objective, I'm going to bring the objective to me. I was going to say, is there cases where destroying the geometry has then backfired on you and you then became (laughs) unable to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's been a couple of times I'm like, okay, I'm going to bash through this wall, go down. Like the, the, the cash box is below me, one floor below me. I'm going to bash the, the, the floor. I'm going to fall through. I bash through, fall down. Um, I unwittingly actually damage more parts of the building than I intend to. Um, wall, the other supporting walls come crumbling down, down and fall down. I don't get damage. You don't take like, like environmental damage. Ooh, that's something Those walls to consider adding. That's that's a little bit of surprise here. Actually. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm uh, a bit but now the but that. now the walls have collapsed and then landed on top of the cash box. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it didn't destroy oh. the cash box, did it? It doesn't destroy. It doesn't destroy the cash box. But now the cash box is stuck underneath rubble. Uh, underneath the rubble. Yep. And I'm like, fuck. Right, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. And I I'm made now, a calculation, but boy, am I bad at math. And then now I'm like taking my sledgehammer and just bashing the walls. I'm like, I got to get to it because I need to pick it up. <laughs> I'm like, God How damn. big are these maps? It sounds like somebody should have found and killed you by now. <laughs> it's a decent size. Oh, how big mm. is it? How big is it? It's he was talking about jumping from building to building, so that'd have to be pretty good. Like, pretty I mean, big. it's bigger than a standard Call of Duty map. It's definitely smaller than a battlefield map. It's not as ridiculous as a battlefield yeah, map. I mean, some of those are frankly silly. I mean, if if it makes sense, probably about a quarter of a battlefield four map. So you still have maybe within the map about seven to eight buildings that you're bouncing from, one floor to another. Um, so it's still an and, arena. It's like just like a big arena. It's a big arena. It's a definitely an arena. It's a big arena. Like for an arena shooter, for a competitive like closed box space, it's quite big. And you've got multiple floors. And some buildings have five floors. Some buildings have two. Yeah, so verticality is space as well. Although, can I Vertical- know, I, have to, I have to point this out to you. Like you sound way more enthusiastic about this than you have about Starfield ever, despite how many episodes <laughs> yeah. you've spoken. About yeah, the game I know. Is. I mean, it's re- it's interesting. It's really interesting. So, do you have like a regular uh, crew you're playing with, or are you just no. pubs or? You, you, uh, pubs. You join in every 
um, there is obviously because it's free to play. Um, all the cool cosmetics are paid for, and there's a battle pass. It's very similar to most um, free to play games: cosmetics, poses, all that, all that visual stuff um, is um, is paid for. Uh, and you can tell. I think not very many people have spent money on the game because almost everybody I've played with so far, exactly I've played probably. Looks exactly the same. Nobody's bought any of that cool shit, and some of the shit looks really good. Like that, la- I mean, the the iconic f- image of finals is that lady in the black ball- ballerina dress. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a single person wear that. That's currently available. I don't know what the price point is on the in-game currency, like the virtual currency. I didn't even bother I looking, mean, but I, I, do I haven't. Is something like. The people who are spending money are also the people who are better at it, and maybe you're just not getting matched with them if it happens. That is also that is also very very possible. There is a decent amount of customization um, with your character. There are only there are three classes: light, medium, heavy, and within those classes, you can pick all the available skills for that particular class. So, for the heavy, for example, there are three special abilities. One's a One's a charge, like a charge forward, and one's a putting up a force field um, as a defense. And the third one, I can't remember what it was. Um, but, you know, and then all the weapons are available. Um, some are locked behind the in-game earned currency, not the paid-for currency. Um It's nice that they have the earned currency as well, that you can actually earn stuff as well. It depends on how much time is needed to actually... Yeah, Yeah, but having it there as an option is never... There is very few of the very few of the cosmetics are available um, as an earned currency. The earned currency mainly... Yeah, is mainly um, unlocking new weapons and uh, new gadgets. Very few of the cosmetics are earned currency. That's that's one of the downsides. Um, but at least with it just being cosmetics, it's not pay to win. No, it's not pay to win because there's no um, there is no discernible like skill that you need to buy or sell or whatever. Like all the skills are available to you, like yeah. pending and- pending spending the in- earned currency. Um, and it doesn't feel like the, the weapons don't give you like boosts or weapon or, or whatever. Like all the stats are fixed as well. So like if this weapon is this weapon, you can't like buy a mod that adds plus three to whatever. Like there's no adjustments or, you know, there's no buffs or debuffs that can be added to skills, weapons, gadgets. Um, yeah, this, this, it's genuinely, Interesting. If I played competitive shooters, I might even give it a go. And I actually guess it's probably worth um, pointing out. I reckon. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's free to play. A lot of stuff is free to play, though, dude. It's a, it's a question of time. Yeah, yeah. And and I reckon you could get into it, like, within minutes. So I've tried the... You know, I, I loaded it. I, I, I down, I'm probably going to do a Player 2 Plays video for this because it's, it's heaps fun. Um, and I like doing, you know, it's free to play. Why not spend a bit of time? Um, but within the training map, I'm like running around doing things. I literally took down the entire building. Like there's a building that's a f- 
three-story manor house. Like, and you could, I, I ripped it all up. Like, I took down the foundational, all the walls on the ground floor, and then the building just came crashing down. <laughs> Great, now there's nothing left for me to flip. And there's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. you know it's, it's a, a big question. it's gonna be a is big it, job is it um how would you compare it to like overwatch and other competitive shooters would you say it's more fun than those sorts of because i used to like overwatch but i got so fed up with the stupid loot boxes i think it's more fun than overwatch because I think it introduces one particular thing about Overwatch, which always frustrated me, right? Um, like, loot boxes aside, um, like, it's got, and you know, colorful characters. That's Overwatch's jam. But, you know, you've got abilities, you've got specialized weapons, and that's something that the finals has. One thing I always found frustrating about Overwatch was that sometimes you can get into a real bottleneck, like especially the one the map uh, the the maps where you're doing the escort escorting the the yeah crack. I think I think made it specifically so there was always bottlenecks yeah but and I think it, they did that specifically to force fights yeah but it can get quite annoying because if you're on a team that's just not gelling making, yeah gelling and not making forward push like a forward momentum it gets really frustrating because you're just constantly stuck at that bottleneck yeah and i've often thought like oh what if there's a way around this oh and a lot of time you'll you'll try to go the way like there'll be one other way around and you'll go the one other way around and the the mccree or a widow makers covering that Absolutely correct, but Im- imagine if it was you're in that environment, but and then your your thought process was these Knock down three, the wall. Yeah, these three <laughs> paths forward don't work. I'm going to make a new path, and people on yeah. the other team will have to just deal with that. Um, yeah. Okay. Like that is I'm like uh, that's the bit that I'm like that's interesting. And we've because, also been going on this for like quite a while now. So yes. <laughs> yeah, start, yeah. Can you often just suggest that maybe you actually what you want to play is tear down? But also, I can be playing it on PC. It's probably worth giving a quick shout that it is also on PS5 and the um, series consoles as well. If that is more your jam, um, I'm going to now try and keep this very very quick so we can get to a break and then move on to a topic. But since I this is very timely, I've been playing a game called or have finished playing because it's quite short. A game called The Cub, which. I will have more words about, or will, I think, when this goes live, have had more words about on the site yesterday. And it's effectively the sequel to a game that some people may remember called Golf Club Wasteland. Or as it was forced to be renamed Golf Club Nostalgia. And I guess this is like, and the whole review goes into this, it's kind of throwing up, like, what genre is in video games, because, like, it's a sequel to a golf game. But it's a cinematic side-scrolling platformer, and so the thing that like really, really holds them together is the narrative and the atmosphere and the presentation. And I'm sorry, Renee, you keep on leaning into your microphone like you want to say something. I just keep on going. Yeah, no, it's all right. I was just, isn't it the one that is the golf game without golf? No, it. I mean, I to be fair, it's a game I've almost bought a couple of times and then never got around to. But it definitely has golf in it. Like the premise. Oh, it does have golf in it. Club Wasteland is you are an astronaut who has returned to a. 
you're like one of the bad guys, effectively, let's say, spoiling the original um, Horizon here, who has, like, come back to Earth in its, like, decrepit state, and you're just kind of playing golf in the remains of, like, an Amazon warehouse and shit, and it's, like, this nostalgic, I guess that's where the second name came from. Kind of so, trip, so you essentially become course. Jeff Bezos. Well, you become. A, I don't think you are Jeff Bezos. I think you're like one of the people who are rich enough to buy a chair on Be- Bezos's Ark, or maybe you were the pilots, <laughs> and that's how you had the money. Um, but yeah, this one in this case, like you are a child in the world who has like a vague memory of all the rockets leaving for Mars. Um, and then some pe- Earthlings come back, and at this point now you're considering the Martians, and it's kind of like a more playable variation of flashback meets a less playable version of something like Super Meat Boy. Of you being this kid kind of exploring this world with maybe slightly too heavy-handed satire. It's it, They don't create their own alternate Earth. They just kind of, you know, um, Facebook becomes fake book and stuff like that. So, like, it's all based on real... I think Jeff Bezos is Jeff Bozo or something like that. <laughs> So it's mm. just like it's almost like as if like the chaser had just been put in charge of like creating a future and only given like an hour to come up with it or something. Um. So yeah, it plays like a more cerebral side-scrolling game, and it kind of alternates between sequences of kind of almost parkour-like kind of platforming action for which the controls they're good enough, but they're not great. And then like slower bits where you're like rediscover, like you're finding like old magazines and newspapers. It kind of like breaks down the story and like how the world got to where it is but yeah it, it mostly it, it's fascinating because it like it's pretty good but it's literally good because of this atmosphere and kind of like just the vibe that it paints and there's this radio show that plays in the background the entire time which again goes a bit too heavy in the satire but i think ever since um that movie don't look up came out and a part of me was like okay this is barely satire if this movie had come out five years earlier i would have lambasted it for being completely unrealistic um, and now I'm, like, on literally see, like, Trump supporters acting like the idiots in that movie, so... Maybe yes. it should be... Sorry, Ken? <laughs> if, uh, if anything else, it doesn't go far enough. If it it's doesn't not... somehow go far enough, like... <laughs> I mean, it's literally happening, like, right... Like, you're just seeing history getting rewritten right now in the same way. It's, like, kind of disturbing. So, yeah, I just want to, like, give a quick, like, shout out to that game. It's, like... Pretty good. I think it's going to get swept up under the... I think it's had the misfortune of perhaps releasing in the same window as it, what is turning out to be apparently a pretty damn good new Prince of Persia side-scroller. Yeah. I think that's going to be pretty unfortunate for it. Um, I expect the Prince of Persia game is probably better, although this is... I don't like... It's, it's, I guess the thing, like, watch a video, look at some screenshots, and if you like the vibe of what you see, then it's... Pr- and you're, like, not too concerned about like how grades are platforming because it's like there and it's not like but if you are into that vibe it's probably something that's worth looking into and i'm going to leave it there because we are running pretty long on this first part already um and i also think i forgot to introduce it when we actually started the show but yeah the first episode of 2024 we will be basically hype checking so when we come back from the break stuff we're looking forward to playing
We're excited, or like maybe we're not excited, but we're gonna like act, you know, we're gonna pretend to be like the late great, well maybe not great, but the late big Kev, and be excited about shit. There was a deep dig into like Australian culture for you from like back when I used to actually fucking live in a country. Yeah, did you know Frank Ocotzo died? No. No. Yeah, he he, Victorian oh. icon of, of furniture selling. He he died a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It feels so, weird. Okay, we're joined to the welcome Sorry. to the weird Australian bizarro <laughs> icon rest in peace p- podcast, I guess. Sorry. Um yeah, anyway. But yeah, that this has nothing to do with like arm cleaning products or furniture sales or anything like that. We are basically just me talking about, hey, what's coming out this year? Or at least what we realistically think is coming out this year, and um, what are we excited for? And yeah, Renee, what are you excited for? Who dies? Two die channels. Um, so as you guys might know, that they are bringing out Dawn Trail for Final Fantasy fourteen, the expansion for Final uh, Fantasy fourteen. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm <Yep>. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that sounded more frustrating than maybe should have, but it's like that. Was, like. It's one of those things I should just put money on. Is like Renee is going to want the Final Fantasy fourteen thing. I'm sorry. Um, apparently, it's a big one, though, right? This big. Yeah, there's a big graphical update and a couple of other things. But yeah, mm. the thing I'm most excited about is that when you die in clothes in Final Fantasy, you can generally only die one section of the clothes, and if you don't want that, if you want to change that color, it's too bad. Like, so if you have clothing that's blue and white you can either you can generally only change the white and leave the blue on there which oftentimes makes it really hard to glamour which i don't know if you've ever heard from final fantasy 14 enthusiasts that glamour is the real end game so the fact that when they I feel announced I need to reference nathan cox again and again i apologize to everybody who's listening who has no idea who that is but um yeah so the the fact that they're gonna this expansion is going to bring out two dies is very exciting to me. Who has um, definitely scrapped glamours just because I've liked the look of something, but it will not dye the color I want. Renee, I take everything back. Never change. I love the reasons you get excited for things. <laughs> yep, and, and I, I'm, I'm gonna need a little bit more context. Glamours, mm. like I don't. Glamours are like so, just so that if you can make your character look like anything. So one of the things that is probably a really good example of this is that there's a Power Ranger suit. So if you want to go in as a Dark Knight wearing a red Power Ranger suit, that's completely possible. Yep. However, Uh, it also has, it would also have other colors attached to it. So it would be, the main color would be red, but it would also have like white and gold. So if you are wearing a color that's like yellow, that doesn't necessarily go well with gold, you can't actually change the gold color. But yeah, the glamour is just something that you can wear. Um, it essentially just changes the look of the gear that your character is wearing. Right, okay. So it'd be transmog if it was uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, but it's... Uh, okay, cool. Because I thought, like, glamour was, like, some type of stat or some type of... No, 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 no. It's just... It's I, just was thinking, the- I was thinking somehow, I was thinking fashion show walk, and somehow I was closer. There is actually a fashion show thing in Final Fantasy fourteen. Maybe I need to um, but there's game. there's actually um, a fashion magazine called uh, oh jeez great no that's oh, 
of course, it has escaped my mind right now. But essentially, it's where players can submit their glamours and tell other people how they what they use to construct those glamours. And it's kind of well known for all the all the um, Final Fantasy fourteen players. Oh Bless that community. Oh, it's insane. Like I, I looked into housing and this stuff that they have to go through just to make housing look normal, and I'm just like, I can't believe that they go through that. Like I was just like, just fix housing, just fix it, and they're like, no, no, I'll. This is also reminder the person who was playing House Flipper two at the beginning of the show. Yes, I know, I know, but I don't have the patience to glitch aloft into the air. Right, so it's also just mechanical manipulation. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Essentially, you will put a rug underneath something, and it will slightly raise something, and then you put the you have to quickly get out the menu, and it's a lot of pissing around. People have like just literally glitched features into the game. Yeah, so, or some of the housing looks. Yeah, some of the housing looks amazing, and then you hear what they have to do to get it, and you're like, who has time for this? Not me, there is but a they whole... do. They're probably 16 <laughs> a... years old and not doing their homework, which is exactly what I would have been if this kind of entertainment was available to me when I was 16 years old. Yeah, there's a whole MMO that's story-rich out there, and they're glitching things onto lofts. I guess, like... I kind of love that this is happening, so let them do that thing, I guess. Oh, yeah, no, no. It doesn't hurt anyone else. Absolutely. It doesn't take away from anyone else. And what you can, and if you see what people have managed to do, it's it's bloody impressive. And this um, is a long-winded yeah. way of saying that you're excited for this game because you can choose more colours for your clothing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the expansion. There's a... It's a huge one. It is a huge one. There are a lot of new dungeons and everything. It's a big graphical update. Does that mean, like, some people may be forced to, like, upgrade their PCs or...? Yes. Um, my PC I'm... can only run it on the very barest of I'm looking stats at the requirements the at the moment and I don't actually hit all of them. Yeah. This game yeah. was already out when I bought this once top-of-the-line gaming rig, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a complete overhaul I in terms of graphics. More than enough memory, exactly the bottom level graphics card, not quite a new enough processor. Yeah. Um I think my PC's only about six years old and I absolutely am just scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> well, I have a PS five, it'll probably run it. Um Ken, is there anything yeah. out there that you're looking forward to playing? Yes, and it's actually coming out relatively soon. I think sometime in uh, next month. Pacific Drive. We're getting some unique games here. Do go on. Um, it's a survival game. It's a survive. Uh, it's a survival game where you have a car and you're driving around, sort of this desolate landscape. And you can tinker with the car. Apparently, there's quite a lot that you can do with the car in terms of its upgrades and, you know, adding all kinds of um, um, ability, you know, not abilities, but like, yeah, effectively abilities. But it's a, car it's a first person. Yeah. Car abilities, like upgrades, fast speed, you know, little things. Because that car is your, effectively your home and companion. We can get some screens um, from this. It seems that I'm getting some very strong um, Days Gone vibes from it. 
yes, very strong Days Gone vibe. It's you know, it's it's you know, survivalist, survival horror ish. It's supposed to be in, in, set up in a fairly spooky, creepy bit of town. Lots of tall trees, lots of dark clouds, lots of rain. Um, from <laughs> more of the screenshots I'm seeing, um, first person survival game. Uh, it's got shades of. I'm I'm reminded. When I'm looking at this game, I'm reminded of that opening sequence of Alan Wake where he's driving. Yeah, I was thinking of Alan Wake yeah, when you were describing thing that's it. To mind. Yeah, the so first that, Alan Wake I'm thinking of. Played the second. Yeah, one. the first Alan Wake. So that particular sequence, but made into a whole game where you're driving around exploring. Um, you know, I I've always loved. I always love the idea of survival games, but I often don't have the patience for survival oh games. Gosh, dude, mm. I bought like a copy of The Forest like over a decade ago, and I was super oh. excited about the concept, and I had about half an hour's worth of patience for it. Yeah, I've I've had I've tried a few different survival games because so this one. I could wish that easily- they yeah, I wish that they would like make it an option. The survival part's an option. So like if you are playing it for story reasons, you can enjoy the story without having to worry about the survival so much. Sorry yeah. for cutting you off, Ken. Oh, no 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 not at all. It's just that for me, like I'm talking about sweet spots. Like mm. I want sufficient mechanical depth so it feels as though I am trying to survive, but not to to such a granular level that I have to fuss about every single tiny gauge. Like every yeah. single tiny meter that's on a thing, it I play. Must be a yeah, I mean, like nightmare sorry. to try and design for actually. Because on one hand, like at its absolute deepest, for the people who get into it, it's probably just an absolutely incredible experience. But like, where yeah. do you kind of like draw the lines and like the level of friction that still works while still keeping kind of like yeah. the vibe going before it becomes a bit too light before, or if it gets too complicated? Yeah. I feel like Correct. that if you're if you're having to look for water, like every couple of hours that would probably be like it'd be like that's realistic but it's also well, very also, tedious no, it's not. i can go for two hours without water yep well a couple of days then yeah but the thing is is that that would be the meter that would probably go down really quickly yeah it just so so by all accounts i think pacific drive is trying to hit that spot where it gives you it's abstract it's 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 detailed enough to give you that feeling, but abstract enough to also be like, not not be obsessed about the most tiniest details. Um, yeah, and then it's going to be the really hard it, to hit that place. Oh, it's going to be and really hopefully hard. They've, hopefully they've got it because honestly, there's been so many survival games that generally I should like the idea of survival games, and I just bounce off them because I'm like I'm sick and tired of juggling the hunger meter, the sleep meter, and everything else. It's just yeah. yeah. Sometimes and, you just want and, to do things, and 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 there, there's been times I've played a couple of ga- survival games. I'm like, I don't want to throw rocks at a rabbit anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't want to be throwing rocks at a at a rabbit. I want to be in a situation where I maybe have one bullet in my shotgun and two creepy ass people like attacking me like that type of that type of survival i'm looking for not the super granular like like yeah i need to skin a rabbit and pacific drive i think look is looking like it's hitting that where the vibes and the feel and the setting is 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 paramount 
and the survivalist elements hopefully just reinforce that where everything is kind of creepy everything is kind of off kilter everything is kind of like unknown and um well the best way to do survival horror is to take something known and then just change it slightly yeah yeah so it's got a car and you're driving and that car is your home your spawn point your everything and then there's creepy stuff happening out in the woods and you're just trying to make it through. So, so actually, drive. before you started talking about it, I wasn't really that interested in it. And now I'm actually really interested in it. <laughs> but I heard that this apparently has gotten really good reviews from Steam, despite the fact that it hasn't released yet. Is it early access? Actually, there, was, um, there was an early access, and I don't know, but I think there's been a, quite a few preview copies that's gone out. Um, so there's uh, because the game is out in about a month's time, they're doing quite a big... So, yeah. Yeah, they're doing quite a big publishing push, and I think somebody on our crew might have gotten their hands on it. I know definitely um, another Australian outlet. I can't remember their names right now. Um, slipped my mind, but I was reading their preview like a couple of days ago, and it's 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 looking it's looking interesting. It's looking like hmm, and also like the the tastemaker of the internet and video games. Dave Oshry, um, from from the Dusk New Blood devs, he's like talking about this. I'm like, okay, like if he's talking about it, I'm interested. Stop paying attention. I mean, it does actually look pretty cool. It, it it's going to be one of those cases of again, like where people, I guess, like for that development, like having difficulty levels must be like a fine balance. Like it wouldn't be like the enemies are hard. It would be like how what is turned on and what is turned off. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I worry the yeah. balance because I don't think you'd want to present easily to people like too many meters because like customizing your experience might make a better experience, but I think it would intimidate yeah. like most people. You'd probably want like to have three difficulty settings, which is like pure survival, still to try pretty hard, and then okay, you can see the end credits kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's. It's about trying to balance the realism with what is fun. And some people do like it ultra-realistic, and other people, they don't. So I like it, the idea really hard of liking to... the ultra-realistic, which is an awkward place for me to be. Um, but completely completely divorced from um, where I am with my own anticipated stuff, because I, I am, like, all in on wanting the plucky squire to turn out fantastic. Yeah, uh, that like, one looks like it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, because this game looks charming as hell. If anybody isn't really aware of what it is, I mean, like, the, the trailer did the whole, like, bait and switch when it was first revealed. Was it 2022? Been, it hasn't been that long, but it's been, like, a little while, where it kind of, like, starts out as, like, this kind of, like, yeah. cute little, like, It was supposed to come out and... last year, and then they Got delayed first. it. Yeah. Which, maybe yeah. it was just to get the fuck out of last year, because a lot of stuff was coming out at the end of the year. But um, yeah, so it starts out looking like this kind of cute little, like, very hand-drawn, simple animation, almost Zelda-like thing that takes place in a storybook, until you basically step on what looks like a green Dreamcast logo, and then, boom, you jump out of the book, and you're, like, you're, like, in some kid's bedroom or something. Um, and it's, like, this, and it's just, it, I guess if anybody played the Zelda on the DS, which I've forgotten the name of at the moment, but, you know, the one where you could kind of, like, become kind of hieroglyphic. Is it a link between worlds? Yeah, where you could kind of, like, 
become a part of the wall, a drawing on the wall, and like move around like that. Yeah, you could be two D. Yeah. to solve it, puzzles. It looks like it's taken that idea and just like just amped it up and amped it up and amped it up, and also just injected like all of this cartoony charisma. Because it just it just looks like this really like kind of delightful adventure of like kind of like finding wonder in like a you know normal world as a pint science thing, almost kind of like Pikmin or Chibi Robo like, with like again like a whole lot of like oh there's a coffee cup there you can like merge in with this weird pattern that's on it and like that becomes like a part of the event level and I just I really hope they get the um the the side scrolling 3D mixed right like with the way it would probably be used for pacing or, like, just providing variety. Or even, like, a ways of, you know, getting around as A Link Between Worlds was. Thank you, Renee, for reminding of the title. It's, like, okay. just a way for, like, you know, um, navigating the world. Like, like, clever... Oh, get into the wallpaper where I can, like, get around behind this clock that was... Because, you know, a clock would be really big. <laughs> like, a way of, like, getting around that. And then for some reason the wallpaper has snakes in it and then you're, like, dodging the snakes or whatever. Oh no, it just looks really cool. It looks super happy and fun, and that's not normally the thing I'm looking forward to, but man, I really hope this game like strikes home because it just looks amazing. And let's yeah. be honest, we need more variety. We need more interesting things. Yeah, I'm so it it is kinda weird that like nothing else really has taken the link between worlds caucus conceit, I guess, really and tried to you know, embellish on it, because... I don't know, maybe it's really hard to do. This looks great. Yeah, it look it looks fantastic. Oh, it's got, um... That, that particular art style is so reminiscent of this Netflix I cartoon. I, I, I cannot this put my Netflix finger on it, but it definitely has... It definitely has charm. I could not tell you. It definitely makes me think of something. I have no idea what it is. Hilda, Hilda. There's this Hilda animated series. Um, it's from it's a I think it's um it's based off a graphic novel series. Um, that's I think might be German or Scandinavian. Um, that type of almost puffy look, not puffy, but sort of rounded, very round, very soft type type of um. It's not that soft, but it is. Fluffy it was. is maybe a better. It's way fluffy, it. like it's almost Adventure Timey. Yeah, maybe kind of like a slightly cuter take on Adventure Time. Or Steven Universe, like Adventure Time, yeah. Steven Universe type of like. I was say maybe it's squishier. Hmm. I really do like that aesthetic, though. That aesthetic it, it is looks, very. Good. It looks cool, and it, it looks really well done. Like I hope it, I really. I mean, mate, it, it seems like a City Volver joins with somewhat indie, but um. I hope it. I hope it's like polished enough to like live up to it because it looks fucking fantastic. Anyway, yeah. um, Ken, do you have anything else that is a number two? Yes, we're, we're bouncing back and forth. I should have probably gone to Renee, but apparently it's you now. <laughs> I mean, I do have another one just ready to go. Just changing uh, it up. Yeah, Lightyear <laughs> Frontier. All right, now um, we're getting a bit more familiar. Yeah, so this is a. 3D Stardew Valley with mechs. So, two great flavors. <laughs> two th- <laughs> for me. This is your peanut butter cup, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well, yes. You know, but I don't like peanut butter. But yeah. Uh, but yes, effectively, yes. This is this is two great flavors mixed together. 
I think you're the only reason I'm aware of what this game is, because you said that, and I was like, I definitely know what this is. And then a few seconds went by, and I'm like, and I'm pretty sure the person I'm speaking to now is the reason I know what this is. I'm just... Because I can't see it right now. Like, I haven't got it on my computer, but it's just... In my head, I'm trying to think of how it would work. And I don't know if you ever played the futuristic Harvest Moon. Is it a bit like that? Yeah, a little bit. I, I ne- I'm only aware of the futuristic, the, the Harvest Moon stuff, but I never played it. But this is like a, like, it's like a f- first person perspective. You're inside the mech. Um, it's a pretty big mech it. as well. Like it's not like a human-sized robot. This is no Astro Boy. This okay, because is... because in in the mech is as the Harvest Moon. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> you on a farm with a mech as tall as a house. Yeah, but it's kind of more like a big tractor. Like think of it like yeah. you're driving a it's like, like if a, a tractor like... had legs and mm, <laughs> it's more like a tractor, yeah, than anything else. And it's got. All the planting, planting, harvesting. I was just picturing, for some reason, I'm picturing a giant mech with, like, just holding a tiny watering can between two of its fingers. <laughs> it's a mech. The watering can would be built into its arm. It's just going to I realized that, but it, my brain was just it like... It's very yeah, cute to the idea. <laughs> just a car-sized watering can, like... <laughs> Accidentally pour all over one flower and just drowns the A house-sized yeah, I was mech. Gonna say- He's picking up, he's picking up a, a, a car-sized watering can and just pouring water on a single petunia. Oh, man. <laughs> the petunia so, just floats down the farm. Now, but anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is like like I said, it's it's it looks like it's Stardew Valley meets meets Max. Um, the 3D graphics, a, in case anybody's imagining graphics, pixels, first, very much. 3D graphics, graphics, first person perspective. It, it kind of like from some of the screenshots and the trailers, it looks like um like, like Euro Truck Simulator for like that perspective. It's mm. got the a bit more colorful it, than that, but a bit more colorful. But you're inside like this the the cab the cabin of the of the work vehicle, and you're just sort of like moving about to the the farm and using various tools to yeah to just farm and do build up your homes, build up all sorts of things, and apparently you can do cooperative play as well. So that's going to be interesting. Um, um, this is going to be a weird question, but will technology play a role? Like, will you be able to insert sprinklers and stuff like that? No idea. Okay. I, I have no idea. Like, like the Sorry. game is in early access. No, the game is in early access now, and and I haven't bought into it. Um, That's all right. I was just curious because, um, yeah, the futuristic Harvest Moon, that was one of the things they had is that well, your character was also a robot, but they actually were, um, they introduced like a technological element to it. And part of that was the sprinklers and then, you know, machines would help take care of the animals. I was just wondering oh, if it might have had right, right, right. a bit of that to it. Possibly. I mean, you, you think, I mean, I, I, I would well, guess you, it would be likely. Yeah, likely, I, I don't see like why they would level, add it. Yeah, some level of automation, like... Like, but, I mean, um, it's, it's a very fantastical planet. I can't. I've been looking at screenshots, and what I like is like they just seem to like not give a fuck about seasons. It's like spring and autumn at the same time, and like there's just like wisteria trees everywhere if they need a splash of color. Yeah, look, it's it's cute. <laughs> it's colorful. It's got mechs. It's Why got, not? It's, it's an alien farming. planet. They can have yeah. micro seasons. Correct. They just Absolutely. isolated to certain areas. Oh, we're talking like within the same patch of trees. <laughs> 
It's it's very it's micro alien. seasons. <laughs> the nano seasons. It looks yeah. good though. Like I, I yeah, I'm, I mean, it's a game where you're a mech that is farming. When in reality, the entire farm would effectively be the robots. So yeah, it's pure fantasy, and I, I'm kind of down with it. It does look pretty cool. I like the idea of something that was that's normally would be used for war. Everything, every other mech game, it's used for war, and this one is actually oh used God, for creating rights. Like and you're like this one sad, lonely mech that was a war machine that has started like taking care of flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually that was how I actually found out about this game. Like, I, I remember like randomly tweeting. Like, I didn't find out, but somebody else told me about this game on Twitter, and I put like a tweet out saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be nice?" If if I, there was a mech game, but like just stomping around doing stuff other than fighting, um, or something along those lines, and somebody's like, "Oh, well, well," it's like my boot scooting robot baby is driving me crazy. <laughs> and somebody was like, "Well, you know, funny you should ask that question. Here's your perfect answer. And Here is exactly it really is. this is exactly the sort of game that your life has been waiting for." <laughs> and again, it's not too far away. It's March, or supposedly it's March. It's listed as March, but they don't have a day there yet, so it could slip. But I would it be could. pretty confident that it's going to come out this year. Yeah. Right, cool. Renee, you got anything else in the chamber? I mean, there's a lot of good indies that are probably going to come out this year. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Well, I was going to say, I'm not entirely sure if The Drift is coming out this year, but uh, Ken's other game reminded me of it. I absolutely adored that, but like I said, I'm not sure if it's coming out, so I'm not going to talk at it, talk about it at length. Um, Go Go Town is coming out this year. I'm quite excited for that. I've already got the town all planned out in my head, um, despite the fact that it, it doesn't have a release date, but they know they're definitely are aiming for a 2024 release. Um, you were talking about this one a couple yeah, of episodes back, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was part of the playtest, and I w- was impressed with it. A lot. Um, and I'm also kind of looking forward to seeing... I, I didn't actually add it to my list because I kind of forgot it existed, and that was the Princess Peach Showtime. I think I did add it to my list, and I've just forgotten. Which is the first Princess Peach game where she is the protagonist, Indeed. aside yeah. from the one on DS that say, did really badly. Wasn't the one she just cried all the time? Well, her powers were tied one, to yeah. her, emoji, uh, her emotions, and everyone was like, oh, that sounds a lot like PMS. So it did not do very well in the Western countries. Probably not a great way to go about that, to be fair. Yeah, I can kind of see where they were coming from, but I also can see where everyone else is coming from. So it's like, it's just, it's like women are emotional. Like, mm, yeah. But it seems like this time they've actually done it right. It's based on a theater. So similar theming to like Yoshi's Woolen World and... Kirby's Epic Yarn in that they've taken a theme and they've pretty much pushed it to its extreme sort of thing. Um, And Peach actually gets to dress up this time as different characters rather than Mario. So I'm just hoping it'll be a good Mario game, but with Peach as the protagonist. That would be nice. I mean, you could also argue that Super Mario Wonder is that if you want it to be that. Yeah, it's the 2D Mario, though, so hmm. I'm more talking about the 3... Well, 3D slash spin-off, because it's it's kind of weird. I 
don't think they would consider Yoshi's oh, Yoshi's Woolly World would be a mainland uh, mainline game. It, it, it's kind of yeah confusing at this point actually. It's confusing, but at the same time, it's it it's just nice to see them actually maybe learn from their mistake and go let's try again and do it hmm. right this time. As opposed to just going, no one wants to play as Princess Peach. Off, off in the distance with you. Yeah. Um, so one of my others is in no way a surprise, but we've done pretty well at like not naming all the biggest games this year, but I do have to admit that I'm pretty pretty keen for the next Final Fantasy VII chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering when that You made one. fun was... of me for uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV. You actually speak about Final Fantasy XIV more than I do seven, though. Yeah, but mine's an MMO, that's why. Those things just never go away. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, look, it's illegitimate that you would be interested. I mean, I, I think it's highly anticipated. Like, I mean, uh, it was no, another podcast I listened to. Um, was it Triple Click? Um, quite good. We also recommend it. Like they did like a kind of a wager, like predicting the game awards and like. One of them guessed against Final Fantasy VII Rebirth winning, like, the most anticipated award, and the other two were like, what are you doing? <laughs> Where is your brain? Is it on holiday? Because, <laughs> um, of course, like, I don't know, Final... I'm speaking to, like, a former writer of IGN as well, like, about this stuff. It's like, it's one of those things, if you want to write an article about something, Final Fantasy VII is this kind of, like, evergreen topic. Like, it just has perpetual interest in it. And yeah, I was I was exactly of that generation. I was like like fourteen, fifteen when I played it for the first time. With all those people who'd also had their first PlayStation, but especially in Australia, like never had the previous games in the SNES because it just wasn't really a thing. Um, but I thought I did a really good job with the twenty twenty game. Um, and this one it just looks crazy. Like it's wild to finally see these like big Japanese games coming out that are like targeting current hardware. And it's still, like, this mm. weird, weird... Like, last year was so strange to me in so many ways. Aside from the fact that it's, like, on one hand, like, a great year to play a game and maybe just about the worst year ever to be a person who was involved in making them. Um, mm. It's, like, it's like going to be this landmark year of really great games, but also a year where it felt like this three-year-old generation finally felt like it was actually starting to rev its engine. Yeah. Um, so this is, like, where it looks like it's actually starting to go, and, it, like, it looks incredible and what the scope for this has got to be huge like they have so much stuff going on um my only fear is and i've written a thing about this and maybe i'll i don't know maybe i'll like chop it around is like it goes back to my issue with the first one and i've read a little bit of stuff about this is actually maybe a little bit encouraging but we'll still see is it like there's a risk of what i would just call like too much sephiroth like when like too much fan service takes away from the thing that made something um good and my basic theory being that sephiroth the main nemesis of the Final Fantasy VII universe, so to speak, worked so well as a villain because for most of the game, he was more of an idea than he was an actual character. And there was already more of him in the first remake than there was in the entirety of the original Final Fantasy VII. I'm kind of scared of, like, the less is So what you're saying is that they're they're changing it from um, Majima everywhere, from Kiwami 1 to Sephiroth everywhere. Except that Kwame 1 was fantastic. But... Yeah. More Majima is good. More Sephiroth... Because Majima's just like this weird, crazy guy. Whereas Sephiroth, like... he, What made him effective was being an idea. 
Yeah, and that's that's the thing with a lot of horror movies is that a lot of the time the idea is more um, is you, usually you scarier the than the thing itself. Yeah, yeah, and then it's when like, you see the monster, you're like, oh, is that it? It's scary, but the creaking floorboards will like creep me out way more. I mean, I yeah, it's the same. It's, it's different, but it's like maybe the same line of logic on some sense there. Um, well, yeah, because if you're fighting against something, you don't really know what it is. Like, you, you're fighting against an idea is inherently more scary than fighting against a person, because if you kill a person, they're dead. But you can't, might not be able to kill an idea. Yeah. Well, the idea is also, well, I don't know, like, reference Discworld here. Oh, gosh, when is, when did I, it was one of the Commander Vimes books, um, where, like, at some point, like, he got... I can't remember the details very well. It was, like, over a decade ago that I read this. But it was, like, he got accosted by raiders or something and, like, got into a scrap. Some sort of, like, big fight. Um, and, like, in his mind, he's, like, going, okay, I beat up these two guys. And maybe they were, like, amateur raiders or they thought of somebody else. And it seems that they know somebody in the town. And he's, like, oh, my gosh, by the time I get to the town, I'm going to have killed ten people and kicked a puppy or something like that. <laughs> As like the same thing, except intending for the power as opposed to just being like, "Oh my gosh, bring it back down to earth." Good. Yeah, it's it can be hard to with storytelling to kind of get that again that sweet spot. Mm. Uh, they, but unfortunately, they did it, they I did it in nineteen ninety seven though. So yeah, they did it, but now they're like, we can make they, more money yeah, if I, we. Yeah, I mean the thing is, obviously, Sephiroth became you know, an obsession of people. And you want to feed mm. that because obviously these games are being, being successful, but they also probably cost a bucket to make. And though interesting, yeah. apparently they did many, I think, where is the comment? Like they did retain like 80 or 90% of the original staff, which really helped with this game coming out in the modern sense in a pretty timely fashion. Like four years is not nothing. But in modern video game development terms, and considering, like, how perpetually just lost in the ether that first game felt like it was, that's a pretty good turnaround. I mean, the fact that they have that much of their staff on is is incredible. I mean, so many other places, they would just... I mean, if if we're talking about the current thing, they would just sack them all. And I think is still actually pretty good with. Um, I think yeah. it was the same thing with um, Tears of the Kingdom was a lot of the original staff, and that's, like, just what allowed that game to really click. It's, like, you don't have to, like... Because it, like, helps communication channels. Like, everybody knows mm-hmm. how to work with everybody. You know this person is better with this and with that. And also everybody just kind of, like, knows what's going on. So, like... Yeah, less, everyone less has an idea of how it less, works. Less, like, reintegrating. Like, there's just, like, growing knowledge that you can't... Are you listening, Western Game anywhere. Companies? <laughs> yeah, the point is, I actually have pretty strong faith that this is actually going to be pretty good. They, I'm, I'm a little bit scared they made Kingdom Hearts it up a little bit too much. It'll be curious to see how they handle the the big situation with regards to a certain character and something happening to them, and I feel like that shouldn't be a spoiler, but it's been so long now that maybe there are young enough people playing that they don't actually know what happened in the original game. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ground to cover in this. Um, but everything they've shown looks fantastic, and I'm, like, super, like, super keen to, like, find out how well they, um, actually did it. And the fact that it, you know, current generation exclusive, I, I mean, I played a, paid a decent amount of money for this PS5. I would like to see it be able to actually flex its muscles a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I bought, um, the first remake. Um, it's, I still haven't played it, and I, I 
I, I bought it two years. I, I bought it in the middle. money of now, dude. You probably play it for free in a subscription service. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, I, I barely turn on my PS4, uh, to be honest. So my, it might be a time to play this and then maybe get rid of the old PS4 if I want to get ready. I mean, and, and then, I would have... This is one of the few things I got to be right, right except for the stock shortages, is like everybody who was interested should have sold their PS4 and the PS5. Like backward compatibility makes upgrading early make a lot more sense to me because you can offset the cost of the new console legitimately by selling the old one. Because mm-hmm. if I sold my PS3 when the PS4 came out, then I couldn't play PS3 games anymore, but sold my PS4 and then that money just let me play my PS4 games on my PS5. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But that wouldn't have worked anyway because nobody could buy a PS5 for the first two years. Hmm. Anyway, Ken, is there anything else that you're excited about or are we, we mostly about decks and flowers? Well, I'm just going to rattle off like three other games that sure. I'm sort of... Yeah, Skull and Bones. Um, I originally was not looking forward to it, but then Huzo did yeah, a video. He's weirdly keen on it now. Well, he wasn't keen on it either until he played it for the like the closed beta. And he's like, actually, there's it's something here. This, this, yeah. like, it turns hmm. out that Black Flag game was pretty good. Like, they had a solid foundation. It's just the development hell that I think has made people lose interest. Yeah. And so his um, his his video that's currently on the Player 2 YouTube channel, it's like, oh, all right. Okay. Interesting there. Stalker 2. Um, yeah. Again, it, the idea of Stalker interests me. Uh, I've never played any of the old stock. I have them. It's on my Steam like um, pile of shame. Uh, I don't know which one I should play if I do want to go into it because I've, I've heard different things I've around. Any like, stalker game installed on my PC that's been there for a couple of years. And just yeah, I, I I've heard like Call of Pripyat and the Shadow of Chernobyl like are by two different teams, and they are like I've heard other people talk about. The original, the the, the 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 previous Stalker games, like oh, they're different philosophies between like. And look, I don't know. Stalker Two looks like it's a good jump on point. Um, and Persona Three, oh, the yeah. remake. I left that remake off my list just because I was like, I really want to play fewer remakes this year, and I already have two on my short list, and I. Two and a half, yeah. actually, and it's like, I really don't want to add a third. <laughs> well, then, well, you know, uh, let me cover that gap. Thank by you very much. <laughs> Persona 3. Like, my biggest... I, I really enjoyed playing Persona 3 back on the PSP. Um, but I, what I really enjoyed was the mystery bits. And the, I was going to say, does that mean you played um, piece, uh, Persona 3 Portable? Because there's yes. content in there that's going to be missing from the remake. Yeah, yes, because I, the remake I, is actually the um, PS2 version, FES, yes, which has I, the I, after chapter. Yeah, I, I realize I, I was reading about it, and I, I realized that. But I think I never really got like super deep into Persona Three because, the, and this is my hope. I don't know if this is a part of the remake. Um, I found the dungeons quite. Um, they're randomly generated, which. I, I found them pretty quite tedious. Yeah, they. they uh, I, I yeah, no, that that's probably not going to change much because they actually removed a lot of the t- the Persona Three Portable is actually the best version of the game, um, and oh. I'm not entirely sure why they didn't decide to remake that version. I think I don't know why they decided. Save to anywhere do. feature would probably actually help a lot. Yes, <laughs> yeah, probably. Possibly. 
And also, I think playing those dungeons on a tiny little screen was mm. probably made just up the frustration that I had with it. But I really want to get back into that world, that mystery, those characters hanging out at school, doing activities. The vibe like, of that I game really, was just so good. The vibe, I just I, really wanted. Yeah, I re- I reviewed the original PS2 version for Hyper, and that was one hell of a thing. Because when that game and like playing that game before anybody, because I mean Persona One and Two never came out in the West. Hmm. So playing Persona, and there was no real it, hype prior. It wouldn't have there was really, maybe a it, tiny bit of internet chatter, but there was very little hype prior to Persona Three coming out. So playing that thing and just going, "This thing is fucking amazing," and I never heard of it before. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered if you'd played Persona Two because Persona Two was a completely different game to Persona Three. They changed it a lot. I mean, like Persona is its own thing now, but. Also, we have to remember it was a spin-off, wasn't it? Yeah. Like the whole Persona Shin stuff Megami was Tensei. Um, yeah, Shin Megami Tensei, which is it's now its own thing. Persona, <laughs> but, yes, I think, but, is the biggest part of all of that. So yeah, yeah, Persona Three, Persona Three. I think it's gonna be good. I also cynically believe that it's not because they didn't want to put the female character in it. I think it's because they thought they a year later could do a golden edition. Royal edition, mm. whatever you want to do it, whatever you want to call it, and put that stuff back in and charge people full price all over again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't ask me about the naming conventions because the the that version of it was Persona Three FES, then Persona Three Portable, and then there's Persona Four Golden, and then there's Persona Five Royal. So I don't know. They just I think Golden or Royal. There's kind of a connection there, but I I think it's just pick whatever. English name English I think it's word whatever English cool. word sounds cool at the time to them though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Renee, yep. have you got That's any me. last stuff you'd like to rattle off quickly before we wrap this up? Oh, I rattled off a whole bunch before, so we should probably I get to go straight to you and All right, cool. Um I am cautiously optimistic about the new broken sword. Oh, that, that oh, I'm a little bit worried about how that trailer looks, but um, I really did like Broken Sword Five a lot. Um, what I'm telling myself, and I think what I wrote in my anticipation piece is like I could just retroactive, and this is why I said I had two and a half remakes. I was looking forward to because they are also remastering the first game, which is probably in dire need of it because you know it was painted images set at like you know SD resolution. Yeah, I don't think there's any way you could really go back and play so, that. So, like, re- yeah, I mean, you could. It would just not look good on a modern screen. Yeah, it would look really bad, which especially. would ruin... Unless you, like, have, like, a really high-res old CRT monitor lying around, would probably handle it okay, but I don't think many, <laughs> don't think many people are in the position to um do that. Yeah, stretch out on my, you know, widescreen LCD is going to look gross. So, um, yeah, I mean, that I, that game itself is timeless. It just, yeah, New Liquor Paint would help a lot. I'm cautiously optimistic that the new one's going to be good. Very cautiously optimistic, because I'm, I'm, I'm just not solving the art style, actually. But, you know, that may have been an early trailer. They have time to turn that around. Um, World of Goo 2, that is, that is one I never thought would happen. Oh, okay. World of, yep, okay. World of Goo was fantastic. That was again like it's yep. like early early days was like doing regular review um indie reviews for hyper back when doing a indie review a month was still a novel idea and that was like one of those early games that like stood out and was like, Yeah, gonna rubber stamp this one, it's really good. <laughs> it's just been so long, like the game had like just leaked out of my memory and then they're like, Hey, we're making a new one and I'm like, Yeah <laughs> World of Goo is I mean, great. I- 
I think they might have been surprised as well, considering by the trailer they were like, all of this time has gone past and suddenly there's a new one! It's like at some point we realised we could make games again. <laughs> so yeah, like, actually legitimately hyped for that. Um, And I don't know if it's because I've just been on this weird horror bend since, like, September last year, but, like, Hellblade 2, and this is, this is my awkward one because at the moment I don't have any means of playing it, Why not? Oh, is it, um, um, because it's Xbox is exclusive. It Xbox? And, yeah. I was going to say Xbox exclusive. Xbox yeah. But is it not? Is it not PC though? Is it not? Is it a timed exclusive? I mean, Microsoft owns the studio, so I doubt it. Um, it's possible, but it's unlikely. But also, if there's a PC version, I mean, this this was the first game showing off as exclusive for like Xbox Series hardware. So uh, okay. odds are my PC would set itself on fire if I tried to play it. There's a Steam listing for it, Hellblade 2. Alright, I can check that very quickly. I can tell you right now, my graphics card, which is the most powerful part of my PC, is a GTX 970 if it doesn't hit that. Alright, let's let's do quality podcast stuff here while I, like, actually search up the system requirements for this. I feel like that your uh, computer's already set in itself on fire just, just looking at it. about the idea of it. Yeah. It's just like... Um, yeah, the requirements whoosh. only say you need Windows 11, which I can't install on this PC because it's too old, so yeah, forget that. Yeah, it, just, it requires a 64-bit processor. Um, I actually so. think I might have that, but it's just too old for um, Windows um, 11. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there is, there's, there's just no way, but I mean, if I am lucky, if things go well, this I'm pretty tight for money in the first half of the year, if things go well, not so much the second half, it may be actually finally time to like get a fully new pc so it's possible that come christmas ish i may have a means of playing it but as i am talking right now i have no means of playing it and no guaranteed means of playing it around about when it comes out but it looks it looks really cool i like the first one a lot i super respect what it did i love that something this bizarre and like intimate for a horror game is getting this kind of production value and has been given this much time in the cooker And I think I, I know Microsoft. When when is Microsoft? They have a um, developer direct. Whatever, the developer what, thing. Whatever they call uh, it. I believe it's that, on the nineteenth. All right, it? so that's actually coming up after we go live. So I'm not going to look like an idiot if there's a whole bunch of information about that that I didn't actually mention. But I wouldn't be surprised if we like really learned a lot there. I'll definitely actually be keen to um, check that out. And um, finally, just because Huso is currently playing it to the best of my knowledge, um, I would really like to play Infinite Wealth. It's been, like, I would like to get some... I really liked um the original slash not original, depending on which country's naming convention you're going with, like, Yakuza slash Like a Dragon. But those, those, that, that difficulty was, like, really kind of like a sign graph. If they, if they can iron that out, then this will be, like, the perfect RPG. And apparently yeah, nobody I, else cares. I, no, 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 I, I, I like, I, I'm just getting through, the, I'm still getting through Kiwami too, okay? <laughs> I'll I mean, get to it eventually. You, not everybody has to be Huso, you don't have to play every single one of them. I'm aware. A friend lent me them, so I'm going to play them. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm really enjoying it, so. Yeah, no, those, those games are all really, really good. Um, I get a craving every couple of years. Um, but yeah, I... Oh, I 
heartbreakingly kind of like left off in the lot the last one which is to say the immediate prequel to this no, I'm just unfortunate with my saving points system, I think, where I had this point where the game was absolutely amazing. I had a boss fight with a wrecking ball. And occasionally the guy <laughs> who was, like, controlling the wrecking ball got out and I got to punch him instead, but mostly I was punching the wrecking ball and it was, like, kind of incredible. Um, and that fight was great, and then there's something immediately after that, but, like, you kind of just had to run there and then go there. The city map didn't open up again. I just did not have enough level or healing potions for the fight that came next, and it just, just got frustrating, and that was Oh, like, yeah. So they... And yeah. it seems to be a common thing with that game, whereas, like, the difficulty spikes that threw a lot of people off. Um, so I really hope that they've learned the lesson with the sequel, because I think Huso may even have a review copy already. Um, good for him, it's um his most anticipated game of the year. But it, it looks really good, and it has potential to be, like, an early frontrunner for, like, a like year-stealing game, almost. Especially now that they've actually got a whole new setting. It's been a long time since they've really, really, like, changed the setting up, and Hawaii is, like, a pretty big thing and they've got like a whole animal crossing or something in there as well pretty much yeah they've got a animal crossing spin-off in the game like without being multiplayer <laughs> this is like this seems like a you know as far as single player stuff goes this seems like the one game you could buy for the year and just be set until christmas i mean i can say that that's probably true for a lot of the yakuza games there is a lot in them they don't all have like, like all the mini crossing. games yeah, I know. Like, they, they already had a lot in them, I mean. But then they just added this manager theme park as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, it's ridiculous. Such a weirdly efficient studio. I think they've done a very good job of just, like, building on top of as opposed to just exploiting what they have that comes before. So it always, like, just feels a little bit better. But, yeah, that's that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it there. Unless anybody right now wants to, like, sh- shout out something else that we have not... Mention, I'm going to go three, two, one, nope, this is running late. Ken, thank you very much. Do you have anything you actually wish to pimp that isn't a game? Uh, no. I did a I did a player two plays video recently on Tribes 3, a very, very short one. Um, but, and I'm going to do a few more um, over the next little bit. I, I, I just need, yeah, I'll, so keep an eye out. Okay, will do. Renee? I believe I have a few reviews that are going live on the website. I know I just did a House Flipper one, the House Flipper 2 one. Um, and I also did a review for My Little Universe, but I think Huso may have forgotten about that, so I'll probably have to remind yeah, maybe, him. Maybe give him a Paul a poke, yeah. <laughs> and um, and actually- uh, as usual, stuff for videos as well, but yeah. Yeah, and also, yeah, Ken, I almost forgot you. I believe you are still Pixel Hunt at Twitter's. Have you actually migrated to Blue Sky yet, or are you still just camping on that? Just still camping on that. I actually should probably log in. Yeah, and... maybe you should. Yeah, I, I would suggest moving over sometime soon because there's a lot of the times when I go on Twitter and I refresh, it just says I can't, re- it can't retrieve the tweet, the tr- can't retrieve the tweets. So I think the servers are slowly crapping themselves. Oh, that, that entire thing's falling apart. Anyway, sorry, Renee. Yes, where can people find you? We forgot to add that to things. That's all right. Um, Blue Sky is just Scree. Um, Threads, Twitter is Scree06. Um, and on the Player 2 website is pretty much where you'll find me. Don't stalk anybody. And yeah... um. Also on the Player 2 website, I believe my review of the Cubs should have gone up just prior to this um, podcast. I am at PretendBeard, 
still technically on the Twitters, but um, increasingly, increasingly more likely to be on Blue Sky. Same username for both. <clears throat> nice and handy. Um, please read my words on the game that warns us all about the future if we give too much trust to Elon Musk. I'm not kidding, it's literally like the, the guy who took everyone to Mars in that game is called Muscovich. <laughs> Elon Muscovich. On one hand, I appreciate that they're 